Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This podcast is made possible thanks to Black Ballad's membership community. To find out how to join our community of professionally ambitious, socially conscious and culturally curious Black women, visit the link in our show notes. tuned into Black Ballad Presents The Survival Guide, a podcast from your favourite award-winning digital media platform and membership community for Black women in Britain and beyond. Back when I was coming up with ideas for this season, I quickly found that while everyone thinks we need to talk more about sex after childbirth, not many people were willing to go on the record and chat with me about it. We had the amazing women from Black Mums Up Front in our first episode of season two, but I know that's not enough. The conversation needs to be had precisely because our experiences vary so wildly. But thankfully, there were three more women who were willing to get honest on air about their own journeys. This episode will be a little different in format, as I just wanted to let the women speak for themselves. So this is the last you'll hear from me for a little while. But also, as a content warning, in their stories they do discuss things such as sexual assault, body image and disassociation, and the physical trauma of childbirth. So please, please take care as you listen. One thing to also note is that these perspectives are from women in heterosexual marriages. We know that not everyone is married to a man, or married at all. But their observations and experiences are definitely relevant whether queer, straight, in a relationship or otherwise. Hi, my name is Angela. I am 34 years old. I have three children uh, who are 12, 10 and 9. Um, and I'm from South East London. After my firstborn, it took about, I'd say between 10 to 11 months um, before I had sex again. Um, with my second born, it was just under a month. And with my last born, I would say between, somewhere between two to three years. Um, with my first born, 
I had, I was just, <laughs> I was just, ner- not even nervous, but I just wasn't thinking about sex. Um, I had a third degree internal and external tear or tearing and that (laughs) that was traumatic just for my first um just for my first pregnancy or my first experience of um delivering a child um I had been stitched up as well which became infected and there was just a lot of um (laughs) there was just a lot of things going on where sex was the last thing on my mind um and with that healing process it just seemed so long it probably didn't take up to 10 months it it probably took about six months but for me it was just it I was just too scared to even go just think about being intimate um and having anything go in there um even bathing something as simple as bathroom or having a shower um was was scary already um and I'd, I'd always take my time and be extra careful and extra cautious um so yeah that that was with my first child um when we when myself and my now ex-husband when we did end up having sex again after my first child which was like like I said 10 to 11 months in um I became pregnant (laughs) immediately um and so with my second child when she was born um we actually had sex I'd say call it a month and that was because I just felt like wow compared to my first one I had no tearing I was fine um, the healing process was very quick. Um, the afterbleed was, was like a week, if that. We were able to be intimate again um, with ease. Um, I didn't think about anything. I, I guess just the excitement of not having to go through the tears and everything like that um, just made me feel free. But I became pregnant immediately again. So with my last born... Um, it took about two to three years before we had sex again. This being because I was going through postnatal depression and it was really bad. Um, I just couldn't get my head over being a mum of three and just the responsibility that I now had to face. Um, being pregnant back to back and many other things really so (laughs) the last thing that was on my mind was pleasing my husband sexually with my last born I did um have tearing as well I had a third degree uh internal tearing which required um minor surgery um and just many other things like you know midwives telling me to be very careful to have rest because because I had had two children back to back um I the likelihood of my womb or my uterus falling out was high and so I needed to I needed to 
have a lot of rest and sit back and being an active person that was already I just had a lot of concerns and a lot of worries and a lot of health concerns that I picked up during pregnancy and again because I had been pregnant back to back with my second and last born um there was just a lot that I needed to understand about myself so sex was definitely the last thing um on my mind after childbirth and after having three children back to back um I put on a lot of weight and just because of doing life just years have gone by and I'm no longer the person I remember myself to be before having children I feel for me being married and being uh, um, loyal to one person, I didn't have to think too much about my sexuality um, because I had, I didn't feel I had anything to prove. I guess for me, sex wasn't a priority. It wasn't a priority. Um, I was now a mum, which was, you know, the biggest job in the world. And I couldn't think of anything else out of that. Being a mum was my priority. Being a wife at the time was my priority. And so sex was more of a bonus thing for the relationship. So I didn't think too deep in how childbirth had affected, but it had affected because I now have responsibilities. Um, And by the time I've gone through... A typical thing of going through a whole day and just being exhausted, you know, um, not being able to bunny fingers um, serve the way I probably used to, um, never having the <laughs> never having the energy, just always being tired and wanting to sleep, really. Um, but the relationship with my body in general. Um, things changed it felt like it changed so quickly but it was over time as I'd mentioned before I had postnatal depression and that went on for a very long time because I didn't know I had it things like becoming not as active you know not eating the way I should um many things really just kind of letting myself go no retail therapy (laughs) um limited friends you know um these were all the things that contributed to my weight gain and as I started to gain the weight um I started to become more and more insecure but really felt like I couldn't do much about it because I was always occupied with what I had to do for my family and the service to my family and I could never see what I would have to do for myself without seeing what I have to do for my family first. Um, And I never looked at looking after myself as a way of looking after my family. The insecurity with my body affected how um, I saw sex and sex with my husband and again that contributed to uh where I no longer saw the priority one advice I was given was it's a woman's duty to give her husband sex whenever he wants it um and so one thing I struggled with was being able to navigate 
my concerns and my questions to friends and family um even with like midwives um health professionals um even with my partner um i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't navigate questions i didn't know where to come from because i was already i guess feeling oppressed by this um advice that i'd been given prior and it was actually that that advice was given to me uh during my first pregnancy so i had heard that advice at least three or four times and everything was about me serving my husband in the first place so anything else outside of that um i couldn't think about what i could possibly be asking friends and family to advise me for in preparation to intimacy after childbirth um although i would have loved to <laughs> um i would have loved to have uh access to people that i could speak to openly especially like how i speak to people now um but it wasn't there yeah i i just wish that yeah just the experience of really having a community of experienced mothers um who could just share experiences hi my name is uche abua i am 30 about to turn 37 and i have three children and i'm married uh, my three children are seven five and three and we live in the uk when did i start having sex after childbirth um probably about six weeks after um for, for all the children i think i've got three children definitely for the first i was scared um so it definitely took the full six weeks um and no actually next time around maybe uh, for the second born, I think three weeks later, and then for the third born, maybe a week and a half later. After having babies, I was very disconnected from my body. Like, it took a lot for me to feel um, anything, really. And that was like sexually towards myself, um, towards my husband. Um, sex definitely changed. I was not as interested as before. Um, my body obviously changed shape completely, which my husband loved, um, and I loved that he loved it, but I just did not feel sexy. Um, so yeah, I definitely was put off or not as aroused as I was before having kids. I definitely was not prepared for those changes. No one ever spoke to me about what it would be like even before childbirth, what sex would be like, and, uh, you know, definitely never spoke to me about what sex was going to be like after childbirth, um, which really, looking back now, I feel a bit sad about it because a lot of hurt and pain and uncertainty could have been avoided if I just had a heads up, you know, hey, this is going to happen and you might feel like this after a while, um, you know, something that I could have somehow prepared mentally, spiritually for, you know, that, that I still feel sad about that. I really wished that I knew my body more before having kids. I wish that, I, I mean, I came from a church background where, you know, it was a sin to go anywhere, your private parts 
well, I know better now um, that you should know your body more than anybody. Um, so I really wish that I, I, I regret that I never explored myself sexually before being married, because then at least I would have known how to communicate what I liked better towards my husband um, before and after childbirth. Um, so I'm, I'm basically learning myself from scratch now. And I think having babies and going through that horrible downtime of, you know, not being able to sexually connect with myself or my husband, like I really wish that I had been educated about how to like enjoy myself by myself before you know adding my husband into the equation um having you know knowing how to pleasure myself better than i do now um i'm still learning my husband is like the most vocal person and has actually been the savior um for me because he's always been very vocal about how sex was before and how sex is now. And he's been very, very extremely patient with um, the whole situation because I know for some couples, you know, there hasn't been that patience and, you know, there has been infidelity just because of the frustrations. I tot totally get both sides, you know. Um, so I'm very, very, very happy and blessed that my husband has communicated, you know, everything that happened before, during and after childbirth which has given me the kick up the backside, basically, to check myself for myself, not just for him, because he wants me to experience pleasure too. So yes, he's been very, very vocal about everything. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So my name is Jamelia. I'm 33. I am a wife and mother of two kids. My daughter is five. My son is 18 months old. Um, I'm planning for a third, but who knows? Because could be reevaluating my whole life choices at this point. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been through two, two pregnancies and two C-sections. During the first pregnancy, it was quite an easy pregnancy, to be honest. I didn't 
feel sick. I was barely nauseous. I was running around working like I wasn't pregnant. And so I think because I wasn't going through anything that was taking me out of myself for the most part, I feel like my attitude was, was normal. Like it, we were we just having sex the same amount as we were prior to getting pregnant. With my second pregnancy, my son was just different in my body. Um, I feel like I felt every pain and had every symptom. I was constantly on the internet, like, is this normal? Am I supposed to be going through this? Like, I think that made me feel different about my body because it was just not responding to me how I was used to. And so I think it changed my perception of myself. And so I often was like, just not in the mood and really irritable. And so I think that impacted how much I wanted to, because more time I just couldn't be bothered. Because I had a C-section, I wasn't expecting sex to be different when we started again. Like I thought, you know, I didn't have a vaginal birth, so nothing should really be impacted. That was a lie. The first time we tried after, and I think it was probably about maybe 15 weeks. I felt like, oh, let me just, let me try, let's see. It was horrible. It was worse than losing my virginity. It was so painful. And I remember just being completely confused as to why he was hitting a brick wall. It was like it just wouldn't go in. And I was like, I can't do this. Like it, it, it hurts. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know why. Obviously, you're the same size you was like yesterday and last year, but this is not working no more. Um, but it was really distressing. Um, I think I felt a pressure to just be back to normal. And I think in all senses of the word, like lose the fat and be up and down and having everything together um, and sex life back to normal. And when it didn't go like that, I, was, I think I was like pretty devastated. Um, not because... I was missing it because I wasn't really thinking about it. I was up doing night feeds and trying to keep this little four-pound baby alive. But, yeah, it, it just it knocked my confidence a lot. And because it didn't work, I didn't want to try for a long time because the pain, it was, yeah, it was quite traumatising. And I remember getting lots of advice and being on mum's net and, like, just asking people... When he had a C-section, like, how long after did sex go back to normal? And people talking about this pain and just saying, I'll just push past it. If you just push past it, after a few minutes, it'll be okay. And I was like, this sounds like torture. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this. Um, and, and then other people that didn't have any pain at all, and it was just like, oh, you know, we was having sex two weeks after, and I feel great. So just this range of opinions and experiences and not knowing where you fit in. And I think, especially with the first baby, I just lost my whole identity. Um, and my husband will probably say I was not attentive to his needs at all for maybe a year and a half. Like, I was just like, you're an adult, you can sort yourself out. I'm going to just focus on keeping this baby alive. 
and maybe eating some of the time and we'll figure it out as we as we go through so yeah it took a long time I think it, it strained us quite a bit because I don't think I knew how to articulate what I was feeling and I was so exhausted lack of sleep will just mash you up mentally anyway um so yeah there, there was so much we were going through other external issues that were just pressure his work family issues like it was a lot of things and so sex was way down on my list of things to do um and I felt like every time it got brought up I was just like oh, just I don't care in it like, I don't care like just love me and just it's fine it'll one day it will be okay um so yeah it was it was difficult so I think for him sex was a really important part of regaining connection and for me it wasn't it was like that will be the bonus prize of our connection we need to find connection before we do that we were looking at it from different angles but I was feeling the pressure that I needed to somehow get my body to respond in a way that would, would that would let this thing happen and then I can stop having this conversation about why it's so difficult um, and we tried lots of times and it wasn't it wasn't until later like years later when I'm pregnant with my son and I go through counselling so trigger warning people so I was going uh, through sexual assault counselling for an incident that happened when I was very young and um, 16 that I realised that actually the whole experience of having a c-section had triggered my trauma and so my body was responding like I had come out of sexual assault again and that's why I was facing this blockage I had no context for that at the time and so it just felt I just felt broken I remember crying about it like we would be trying to have sex and I would just end up in tears like just devastated like you want something from me I can't give it to you this has never happened before I don't know what to tell you I don't know when it's going to get better I can't give you a date and a time like there was so much uncertainty around it so I think yeah it was hard it was it was really hard um for both of us for different reasons my counsellor and I was so grateful because I I got a a black female counsellor and she was awesome um and we were just talking about my sexual experiences just like before and after I was telling her about about this difficulty I was having and and how my body was responding after childbirth and she was really asking me like how I felt about the c-section it was an emergency c-section um and I've had two and they I will definitely talk about how the second one was much better (laughs) just so we have balance um (laughs) but when when I went through it even just getting the the anaesthetist putting the stuff in my spine um it was a student and they kept missing the spot and so they were just poking me in my spine in the wrong place and I was screaming and my husband said he was outside at this point because they hadn't let him in yet he could just hear me like in ridiculous amounts of pain so I think firstly it was the pain 
And then it was the lying naked on this bed with all these lights on and people just inside my body, like moving things around and not having any ownership over that. And I think I really dis- disassociated in the same way that I did during the assault. Like my, I put my brain somewhere else so that I wouldn't have to focus on what was happening. But it felt like a violation and it felt like I was not in control. So yeah, the whole experience um, triggered me in a way that I didn't understand until talking about it in therapy. And when I was talking about it in therapy, I was actually pregnant for the second time. And I had, I was really anxious about this pregnancy because of my experience the first time and worrying about the baby's safety and whether I'd be able to, to do vaginal birth, and like all of these issues. But talking about it through therapy was amazing because I ended up doing a lot of research and being able to talk to some midwives about the trauma that I experienced. And they gave me a game plan of like how to deal with it, um, who to talk to in my team. Cause I was like, I don't want to be talking to every midwife that I see and having to rehash my experience and why it's, why it's like traumatic. So yeah, we had an action plan. I felt much more in control. I, I spoke to people about the C-section experience, like what I wanted to happen, what music I wanted to play, uh, how I wanted to be treated. I was like, I want people to tell me what is going to happen before it happens. So I don't just feel like I, I don't know what's happening to my body. Um, so it was about concern. It was about being heard, about being respected. And I actually went into labour normally for my son's birth, but he was in distress. And so they made the decision to do an emergency C-section again. But I had a whole black female team and I was so, so grateful. I was like, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Like the, the name of the midwife who was looking after me was the same name as my best friend. And she was just on my side the whole way through. It was just a, a much more beautiful experience the second time. But yeah, I had no idea. Prior to doing all of that therapy, I had no idea that that was a thing that has, that was causing me so much pain. So yeah, it was, it was better. And um, yeah, like in terms of sex, definitely better, different, um, different in the sense that because I was exploring lots of things in counseling still, um, it was a whole journey of wanting to learn more what I wanted and, and communicating better, um, being more vocal about what what felt great and what didn't. And, and just even outside of being in the bedroom, just like in general conversation, um, having like debriefs and both ways though as well not just like for my pleasure but for the pleasure of both of us and I think that drastically improved uh, our connection I don't feel like we were we were distanced for as long as we was the first time
I hope this episode has let you know that above all else, whatever you might be going through, it's not just you. If anything you've heard in this episode has triggered you, please do not keep it inside. Speak to someone you trust, whether friend, family member or a healthcare professional like your GP. Therapy and counselling are also good ways to work through past traumas and current struggles. So visit our show notes for links to different counselling services. Thanks for rocking with us for another episode. Please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share this podcast with everyone you know. This has been a Black Ballad production and the theme music is by Darrell Banks. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.